0: For your heart-stopping news-packed 60 minutes of radio adrenaline, yeah. Webmaster Radio presents the pulse. The, pulse. the pulse. Take your seat among the experts in the search engine marketing arena. This weekly radio show keeps you informed of the latest search news, offers insight on the biggest forum discussions, puts your finger on the pulse of the search marketing community. Our hosts have made their way to the round table.
1: The Pulse, the pulse. The pulse starts now. Hello and welcome Welcome to the 20th edition, the two zero edition of the Search Call. Today is actually the 20th of February, Tuesday, so 20th edition on, tw- on the 20th of the second month of year 2007. Would be nice if it was like 2020, but I guess not. Anyway, um, with us, as always, my name is Barry Schwartz. I'm from Rusty Burke, and with us, as always, Ben Pfeiffer and Chris Boggs. Um, we all work, you know, blog off the storm at the Search Engine Roundtable, and these shows are here to give you a quick one-hour snapshot, audio snapshot, of the most important topics that we've discussed over the past uh, week and that we've captured from the search forums. So it's really the news from the search forums, not the news from the news industry. It's really just from the forums, and that's why people hopefully like to listen to this version of the show. In any event, um, I post a link in the chat room to last week's show, where we discuss um, Rand Fishkin's proposal, Google site-wide update, site links update, some stumble-upon stuff, some other SEO stuff, and some page rank stuff, etc. But this week, I thought we'd get into some other topics, such as Valentine's Day. Um, last week, uh, Wednesday was Valentine's Day, and um, the search engines and, of course, some search forums posted some logos, <coughs> asked went with a simple approach. They put a little heart with a little search imprint in there um, and again, we have these logos archived on our on the search and roundtable. Um, on the fourteenth, you could get you know go to the go to the archives and click on the fourteenth of February, and you'll be able to see it. Um, we also have a uh, logo from Dogpile with dogs, and you know, being all Valentine's Day ish. Google did something with a strawberry, and there was a whole big thing. Every single blog out there in the world said, "Where's the L? Google doesn't know how to spell their name." Yada yada. Um, Google actually had to make a post about it, saying yes, we do know how to spell our name. Yahoo had this cute little flash animation where it was raining, um, raining hearts, and the guy put an umbrella over the girl, and the girl was all impressed. Yada, you know, stuff like that. Um, Creative Site Forums had their double hearted uh, logo up, and us at the Search and Roundtable had our heart um, for the O in the Roundtable. Uh, yeah, so let's start with Chris. Chris what do you do uh, on Valentine's
2: Day and what do you think about the logos? Uh, Well, I actually, um, let's see, I think I did some work uh, last Valentine's Day. Didn't we have our show last week?
1: Wasn't that Uh, on Valentine's
2: Day? It was Wednesday. Tuesday. yeah, it was Wednesday. I was doing some work. Um, Didn't really get a chance to go out and celebrate Valentine's Day, but my wife cooked a nice meal for us and we actually ate at the dining room table, so that's always nice. And uh, had a nice, Quiet evening. So you brought how home some money got... for your wife. Yes, you know how I do it. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you think about, think about the logos? I like the logos. I think uh, Google, I, li- I, like, um, I like the Roundtable logo. Good job on that. I actually never noticed it that day for some reason.
1: It's too busy thinking about, you know, the one and only in your life. Going straight to the content. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, ben, what are you, you know, tell us about your day. Uh, Valentine's was good, it did well, um, went out, went shopping and,
3: uh, to get some food and stuff like that, and people were really just jazzed around here about Valentine's Day here in Austin, so it was fun, I had a good time, and, uh, really didn't do too much, just kind of hung out with a few friends, and, um, you know, couldn't imagine any better. Um, in regards to logos, I think I kind of like Yahoo's a little bit, I always kind of like their animations, and think it's a little clever, it's not like too over the top, but it's just enough, um, and Dogpiles was good, and yeah, everybody was talking about the L missing and stuff, and,
1: um, Maybe they just got a jump start on their Valentines. Who knows? Cool. Um, big, I think the biggest news of the week was that Google announced that they will be releasing, one, the quality score. They'll actually be showing what well, we've seen in the past. We saw like uh, people being test, testing, you know, test accounts where Google AdWords would show somebody their quality score column, and in that quality score column would show them the, you know, poor, good, or great. I think it's poor, actually, let me just double check, Uh, Yeah, so it's poor, I think, good, and great. And based on that, um, it also showed the minimum bid you need to start to rank for that keyword in AdWords. So Google announced this, and they also announced that they'll be coming out with a new quality score algorithm um, towards, I think it's within two weeks of that date, so probably in the next week or so, Google will be releasing a new quality score algorithm. um, And the main thing with the quality score algorithm is that, um, you know, obviously, um, what is it? The quality score algorithm we updated so that it actually gives advertisers the benefit of the doubt, meaning um, if you have a new key ad, keyword or a new ad, and Google does not have any historical data on that ad at all, and Google has no idea what it's about, they will typically now give you a lower CPC price instead of a higher CPC price like they did in the past. So that was a big um, announcement by Google. A lot of people are excited about quality score. Also, a lot of people are nervous about it. Um, but the quality score, today, them showing you values and information, some transparency within your you know reports is very good, and I think it's a major step forward um, following suit with Yahoo's release of the Panama quality score metrics. Um, ben, what are your thoughts overall on this release? Um, I, You know, I'm pretty
3: positive about this. I, I would still kind of on the fence in regards to the information that they're providing, you know, a great, okay, and poor type of um, information in regards to the quality of the page. I know campaigns that we've monitored and stuff like that, we haven't had really big problems on it. We've gotten a lot of okays and greats, and so, you know, we're in the clear. Um, you know, I, I think this is a positive change for just advertisers just in general, especially, you know, with, with keywords that don't have a lot of historical data, they'll just lower it a little bit so that you can offset it. Um, and it won't feel like Google's kind of gouging gouging you quite a bit. At the same time, though, you know, how how easy is it going to be for, you know, advertisers to understand, you know, whether their page is okay or great? You know, what is in between that and what makes a page great and what makes a page okay and how do you go about really fixing that over time? Um, so, uh, you know, I, I, I see it as a positive um, but, and there's more transparency going on with this new algorithm. Um, but at the same time, there's still just a lack of information. And I think, I guess, they're probably trying to do the best as they possibly can um, to give us what they can without us trying to exploit it as much. Um, but at the same time, I, it just seems, you know, kind of, you know, not enough yet in order to be able to act effectively use it to the best that we possibly could.
1: Right. Nah. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of people think, feel that way as well. Um, Chris, what are your thoughts?
2: Well, I think it's cool that they're adding it. I wish they had already added it to the couple of campaigns that I run so that I could take a look at that, Um, although I'm expecting to see greats across the board. (laughs) Um, I think, uh, you know, it'll be something that'll help, especially marketers that are managing their own campaigns and and people that are kind of getting into it to help prod them in the right direction towards, you know, being able to save some money on, on their cost per click, as well as uh, hopefully bringing people to more relevant pages. So I think it it helps in a circular fashion. Cool. Right. And um, it was
1: funny, because like, the day after they announced that, um, a lot of people noticed in the forums and a lot of people reported and noticed that their AdWords campaigns, that they saw an incredible increase in their cost per click prices. Like, uh, like some people were seeing their minimum bids from 20 cents per keyword go up to like $5 per keyword or 10 cents to $10. It was just a ridiculous um, thing. Like when they first announced in August 2005, the new quality score, a lot of people in the forums went nuts because they saw that their minimum bids just spiked like crazy, spiked incredibly high, and that's because of the quality score, obviously. Here, Google admitted this was a bug, and it was a technical issue. It had nothing to do with quality score that they will be releasing in the next week or two. It was just a bug that somehow spiked up keyword prices um, astronomically um, to you know prices that just did not make sense. It, they, again, said it had nothing to do with the quality score, had nothing to do with your performance, and they just wanted to make that clear. Today they actually posted on the AdWords blog um, this afternoon explaining a bit more about why you know, what, what happened, and they apologized, and they, are, they said they'll try to never happen again and they clarified it had nothing to do with the quality score release, algorithm release that will be launching in the next week or two. Week or two. Um, they have fixed this, I believe. Um, they fixed it. It actually took them a whole weekend, and then they fixed it the following Monday. So the bug was first released um, Thursday night, Friday morning of last week, and then they fixed it. Uh, the first official reports from the Webmaster World thread was that they fixed it Monday a.m. They were signs that it was being fixed over the weekend, but it wasn't fully fixed until um supposedly Monday morning. Chris, um have any of your, I mean do you know anything more about this from your perspective?
2: No, um I haven't really talked to anyone over on the paid side about this particular issue, although I did um bump up a thread uh, mm-hmm. uh at search engine watch forums that you seem to have omitted. Thanks a lot. Um <laughs> <laughs> about the uh about this topic as well, where people were uh, talking about $10 minimum bids, and then there was somebody from England talking about 10-pound $10, uh, £10 minimum bids. And Certainly, uh, people assumed that it had to do with the quality score, so this will be a good uh, clear-up, and I'll, I'll go in there and, and link to the Roundtable post and, and uh, let people know.
1: Cool. Yeah, and on Chris's comment about not catching that thread, um, we are only human, and if you do find threads, please feel free to email us. Um, there is a form up, at the top, all the way at to the top, there's something called Thread Submit. Click on that, and that will tell you more information on how to actually submit a thread to us. We will give you credit if you want it. Um, it does help us, you know, do our best to provide the best types of threads out there. Um, we're only, only able to do so much. Um, Chris, I mean, sorry, Ben, your thoughts on the whole... Uh, Bug and fix. yeah I was actually editing campaigns
3: that day, adding keywords and stuff like that when this was happening, and, and all of a sudden it like changed and asked me for you know ten dollars and I was in the midst of doing all this work. I was about to like you know rally with the vid- villagers and burn down the plex because of this. <laughs> I was just I was like, kind of pissed off. I was like, what? I couldn't believe it? I just was you know it, it's kind of rare to see some of these like really strange like um bugs go on, so you're just kind of like ten dollars a click, you have to be kidding me. And so, um I raised the bids on some of them, and it just seems to be weird for some keywords. It was some of the like the most popular performing keywords um you know in the campaigns that were getting this, and it was just like really kind of random, and they were said you know to activate, please do ten bucks so I said, though ten bucks got them back to activate it didn't really you know cost any more money um, as beforehand, and I didn't really see any changes in the spend um, or the c t r too much um, but you know. And I think uh, as well as I was reading in the forums, uh, people weren't seeing too much of the same thing. Um, you know, things very calm back to normal back, I think on the 19th or so, uh, by about the 19th. Um, what people were commenting, though, is that they they kind of noticed that some of these, you know, words, keywords that were getting caught with these higher bids were kind of variations of plurals and stuff. So if you had plurals or if you had, you know, the basic singular form of the word, sometimes these would get caught, whereas you'd have, like, something that was plural and something that was not, would get anyway. I don't know exactly why, but, you know, it it, it kind of jumped around and people were kind of upset about this, obviously.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, okay, that concludes all the Edward stuff, um, I think, for this day. So let's move into a commercial break now, and we'll come back with some pretty f- a, a block of just pure SEO stuff, which should be fun for all of us to discuss. So let's hit a commercial break.
0: it tight and don't move the pulse we'll be back after this short break generating buzz for your company is essential and now easier than ever with paper post the consumer generated advertising network our powerful network of bloggers at paper post will creatively expose your product or service through original link generated ads and embedding video or audio on their sites launch your viral marketing campaigns with confidence and enjoy increased traffic with higher conversion rates only through paper post visit paperpost.com and join the revolution La Are your domains working hard enough for you? Now, park your portfolio at RevenueDirect.com to maximize your earnings on traffic. With RevenueDirect's proven domain monetization service, you'll experience better payouts, more options, and smart optimization. Sign up free now at RevenueDirect.com. It's that easy. RevenueDirect. Make more money. Period. Want traffic? Now, back to The
1: Pulse, Pulse. only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host. Hi, and welcome back to the 20th edition of The Search Pulse. My name is Barry Schwartz, and with me, as always, Chris Boggs and Ben Pfeiffer. Um, This is going to be our SEO block. We're going to just talk about pure search engine optimization stuff. And I figure we start off with a little phenomenon, phenomenon named site downtime. So let's say your site gets hit; um, it goes down. It goes down for several minutes. It goes down for a day. It goes down for a week, or it goes down sporadically due to several reasons, such as I don't know, you're getting attacked, you're getting hacked, or uh, or you just got on the front page of dig and your server can't handle it, or just some bug that causes your site not to show up. Um, how does that affect your search and your rankings? So we always said, you know, we always told people it's not a major thing. It's not going to cause too much issues. Um, Google will always try back and you'll be fine. Don't worry about it. And that's what Google has always said in the past, where, you know, if your site doesn't come up, don't worry. Google will try back later. You're not going to be, you know, I mean, it gave the impression to me that you wouldn't be delisted if Google couldn't get there twice, you know, or so. Um, <clears throat> uh, but we had a post over at Vanessa Fox, I mean, by Vanessa Fox over at the cool groups, um, Webmaster Help uh, sent. Uh, section where she said, if the host is down when Googlebot tries to access your pages, then those pages may disappear from the index until Googlebot can crawl them again. Um, so basically, she's saying, if Googlebot tries and misses, Google might delist your pages. So then I went ahead and asked her, you know, how many times does Googlebot have to miss? This is it like a three strike, you're out type of thing? And she replied to my message in the Google group saying, Googlebot will try a few times before the pages drop from the index. As for how long it takes for the page to get back in once the site is back, back up, that really depends on the number of factors, such as how often the site is crawled in general. Um, right, so let's say your site's down in one day because of a major server crash, and Googlebot tries three times. Is it out of the index then? That's one of my questions. You know? If it's like a three time, you know, if, what if you know, it's, do they do it over days? Do they think, do they think about this type of stuff? And then once it's delisted, how hard is it to get back in? Uh, you know, how hard is it for Google to go back to the site? Um, obviously, it depends on, you know, if, the, if Google can't find it over a matter of days, but still, I mean, how hard is that to happen? How hard is that for, Google to, for you to push Google to actually try crawling it again? Does so it get into an index where, it's, you know, the index says, you know, it's not found anymore, so Google won't try it again for next month or so? Those are the types of questions I ask, and it seems like, yes, Google will delist the site. If it can't get to it, the question is how many times exactly, mean, Vanessa said a few times, is it within the same day or not, I don't know, and how quickly will it get indexed? I mean, let's, let's ask Chris. I mean, have you seen cases of this? Have you have any experience with this, Chris?
2: Well, I was, um, this is kind of similar to another discussion we're going to be talking about in, in, in a few minutes, but this is one of those things where, you know, it's nice to get it from the horse's mouth uh, um, in terms of what is what saying. Um, we've been fortunate to not see this happen in any cases where we've lost a ranking because of the site being down. But I would certainly agree that, I mean, it would make sense that if Google comes and crawls it over a certain number of times and it's not there, that they'd want to remove it from their index in, in terms to help improve uh, their user experience. One thing I want to talk about on a kind of a more macro level in terms of this particular topic is the communication that you're having with Vanessa and Google Groups I think is awesome. Uh, you know, Google Groups is turning into sort of a, a, a forum almost where you can really get direct uh, uh, communication with the Vanessa Foxes and the Adam Laznics. And now, uh, I would imagine that there's going to be a lot more stuff in there to wade through. But it's still uh, it's really cool that they're that they're coming back to to answer. One follow-up question I would have for Vanessa in this case is. Well, she says Googlebot will try a few times before the page is dropped from the index. So does that mean will it try a few times in its normal crawling sequence, or because it doesn't see anything, it'll come back in, let's say, an hour or a day? Or, I mean, did you get any uh, any idea of that from our response? I haven't read the whole thread. Um, No,
1: actually, no. I mean, she said a few days she didn't say... Um, here, Googlebot can't know if or when a page will return when it gets an error response, such as 404, four, network down, etc. And since our primary aim is to have the quality of search results for users, we don't want to keep pages that return these types of errors in our index, obviously. Um, the best way of handling these situations, therefore, is to remove the pages from the index, but continue to try to access them and return them to an the index once they get a valid server response. Obviously, she, there's so many different variables out there that you can't be 100% clear on that. You can right. say, you know, if the site's unavailable, and the site gets crawled. Let's say a site, you know, like Searching Roundtable is updated several times a day, so it gets crawled several times a day. But as my, my personal, um, no, my my corporation site, RustyBrick.com, it doesn't really get up, updated several times a day, so it probably gets crawled once or twice um, a week. And that's probably it. So
2: there's so many different variables I can't, you know, um, so I can't um, say for sure. One more thing before Ben, uh, and i uh, sorry, Ben, if you were going to say this, but isn't there a way to... Uh... Uh, put a tag up on the site if you're going to be doing maintenance or whatever to tell the the Google bot to go away. You don't want it to come right now. Uh, uh, sort of a a, a, t- a timeout kind of for the Google bot. I can I think we talked about this in the past and I can't remember the exact way to do uh, that. I don't know.
1: I think there's a way to slow down the crawl in Google Webmaster Central, but I don't know if there's a way to tell Google to halt for a little bit. I'm not sure. Ben, do you know anything? Um.
3: Well, there is a tag that will say, you know, come back in like every 15 days, but it doesn't really work, um, at least in my experience. I know when we've optimized my sites, we get rid of those like immediately because it's kind of silly, um, kind of an old thing. I don't know. I know in Webmaster Central you can slow you the crawl. That's not that's very easy to do, but I don't see why you'd want to do that if you were you know, working on maintenance of the site um, or if the site was down in the first place. You'd probably want to speed it up a little bit. Um hmm. don't know.
1: <laughs> anyway, what are you thoughts about this
3: topic? Um I think I I've seen sites go down for a couple days at a time, um, you know, within the last year or so and they haven't had a problem whatsoever getting back. It seems that the rankings kind of slowly taper off that you previously had until they're finally all the way to gone. So they don't like instantly just remove like that. Um, you know, Google's crawling ability has gotten a lot more advanced in the last, you know, several years obviously. Um, so, you know, things can happen a lot faster. Um, you know, Vanessa clearly notes though specifically, you know, that Googlebot will try a few times. Um, how many times it is, I don't know. Um, but, you know, it's, the, the Googlebot is a pretty persistent little guy, and, um, you know, he will hit your site many times before he, you know, eventually get gone. So I think, you know, if, if you have your site down for more than one day or 24 hours, um, maybe 48 hours, and you should probably... Will, Probably start worrying about you know your site just in general getting back. It's going to take a lot longer because um, I think Googlebot's kind of has a threshold that you know longer can't find you, the less it's going to come back, um, and then it also kind of depends upon a number of factors of the links to the site and how you know how trusted the site is. Um, you know, there's obviously a lot of examples of sites that you know don't allow Googlebot to spider them, but they still rank in the index. Um, so. You know, it's a variety of different factors, as Barry had mentioned. So I think um, you it's do your best to try to get it up as soon as possible.
1: Right. Definitely. Well, thanks, guys. That's, yeah, information. Um, all right, so the next topic is kind of related. It's about 301 redirects. And I caught Adam Laznick of Google in another post at Google Groups where he said, 301s pass PR and related signals appropriately. It usually takes a couple weeks for things to smooth out though. Um, I don't know. I mean, that's just crazy to me. I mean, I've never seen a 301 re, uh, pass all those signals and everything within a couple weeks. I don't know if he's talking about behind the scenes and then it takes time for it to get done on the, on the search results side, but I really, you know, when I tell clients, you know, you're moving from this domain to that domain, it really, I say, you know, at least three months. It really depends on the number of 301s you have there. It could take up to a year even for things to like settle out. If it's moving to a new domain name versus an internal Page. That's a totally different story. So I'm not sure what exactly he's talking about, um, but I'd love to get more information about it. So Ben, what are your thoughts overall on that 301 redirect? Couple weeks thing.
3: Um, well, I think this adds more, um, you know, fuel to the debate about, you know, whether you should use a 301 or 302 redirect. You know, if you have actually somebody from Google saying, "Hey, look, you know, P- PR passes and so does the related signals um, in a couple weeks," then you know, it's probably obviously better to use a 301 redirect for what you're trying to do. Um, you know, I I guess I would agree with Adam on what stuff that I've seen, you know. Um I don't I, I was I didn't know it would take a couple weeks. I you know, I usually seen it it takes longer, but you never know. Um they're gotten a lot more advanced these days, so
2: I think it's a positive.
1: Cool. Um true, true. Um so but Chris, what are your thoughts?
2: Well I've always said that, you know, uh you should go with the three oh one and just deal with the loss of traffic instead of trying out all the three oh two tricks and everything like that. Uh, because Google's supposedly getting better at re-indexing those quicker, and as far as rankings, but you know when I ask the engineers, they don't seem to really uh, uh, think that it works in as quickly as a couple weeks. And I know I remember I asked you, Barry, last week if you if you thought you kind of agreed with that, and you seemed to to think that it was definitely a little bit closer to the three months um, that that it's it's allegedly going to be. Uh, one of our other engineers thinks that the 301. Brian, he thinks that the 301 works when the bot recrawls the page where the link is, which is redirected. He says there's some. It's it's kind of it helps to have uh, the links internally, obviously. Uh, so if the bot crawls the page where the link in, exists, it'll start recognizing the 301. Does that make sense? Um, I can you say it one more time? Well, essentially, if the if the bot not only sees the 301 existing, but also finds existing new links from internal links within the page or within right. the site leading to the new URL, that does seem to help make it the whole process work quicker. I guess. Um, I guess. I can't. I mean, again,
1: I don't know exactly how it works over there at Google. So, I mean, it doesn't make sense because one is. You having new links pointing to that new URL, um, so Google pick up on that and start ranking that on just the basis of the new links. And two is you have the 301 with that, where that 301, the signals of the old links should actually go over too. So you have two different factors coming into play. So I don't know, but that, those are all my overall opinions. Um, good. All right. So the next topic is about Wikipedia. Um, it was great. Hitwise had a post over there showing how Google's traffic to Wikipedia. Um, went up 166 percent year over year, and all those posts we had one, two, three, four, five, six, at least six posts about how Google's treating Wikipedia a little bit too well. On back in August of 2005, we wrote Wikipedia treating Google. You know, we asked if, if if that's the case. You know, is Wikipedia treating uh, Google too well? Uh, is Wikipedia treated too well in Google? And then we also asked in December 2005. Um, now we have Wikipedia results in like the one box area, which is pretty interesting. You wrote in July 2006, the rise, or Chris wrote, the rise of Wikipedia equals the fall of demos. Um, August 2006, I wrote Wikipedia ruling in Google search results. January 2007, again, is Google treating Wikipedia too well? And there was a funny uh, screenshot of uh, somebody who replaced the I'm feeling lucky button with Wikipedia results button, because obviously the first result is typically Wikipedia. So obviously, obviously, it's possible to outrank Wikipedia. It's not a huge deal, but Wikipedia ranks very well for a lot of very big keyword phrases plus a lot of long-tail phrases. So, Chris, I mean, you have a passion for Wikipedia, don't you? So let's talk about it a little bit.
2: Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I like Wikipedia, and we certainly... um, as part of our effort for some of our clients we want to take a look across the search landscape and since wikipedia does show up in a lot of um, results at google for particular keyword searches it's certainly something that you cannot ignore and and you know constantly bitch about and say how wikipedia sucks and so on and so forth and instead you should try to find ways to make sure that you know even if it's just from a a public relations standpoint that that uh you know, that any of the links within any, let's say you've got a drug client and there's either the brand name or the clinical name for the drug and it has a Wikipedia page, you should try to make sure that that stuff is accurate. Now, of course, Wikipedia has strict rules about people, um, you know, that own a particular site or whatever going in and editing it, so you have to walk a thin line on that. Um, In terms of just Wikipedia overall and Google treating it well, I certainly hear that and see that and you know even though they're not they're using the no follows now for example uh, another one of our engineers Andy just did a presentation this morning where he showed uh, how uh, their uh, Wikipedia backlinks are still showing like in the top 10 uh, at the the Google backlink result checker so they're they're indexing the link and whether or not they pass the PR is a different story but uh, it, it certainly seems that Google does still have a bit of a love affair going on with Wikipedia, and as long as the content there remains fairly trustworthy, uh, I don't see it going away anytime too soon. I don't know what you guys think uh, about that, though. Right. So
3: what do you on that? Uh, yeah, I think I see. I agree with Chris. I mean, you know, in the particular article, I mentioned that you know the traffic had increased like what 166 percent or something. Um, you know, year over year. But you know, when you think about it, Wikipedia is like, you know, worked on by, you know, hundreds of people, thousands but possibly every single day, and they're constantly adding content. So, you know, with any especially any site that's highly trusted, you continually add content and sites and stuff like that. The traffic's slowly and generally gonna increase, sometimes substantially increase over time. And so with Wikipedia it just you know it's a good example of a very large site. It's highly trusted, it's continually adding content. Um, you know, and it, it's benefiting from it from ranking high in the search engines. I think for Google, though, in general, this is kind of like a good problem. Um, it's good in the fact that they don't—I don't think they mind sending the traffic to Wikipedia. But at the same time, Wikipedia kind of skews the algorithm a little bit or the results in a lot of ways. That it's like the only thing that you actually go to. Um, I'm not the hugest fan of Wikipedia. I'll admit it, but um, I think if I had any any choice, I'd probably direct visitors to Wikipedia as opposed to other sources out there. Um so, you know, in the forums they were talking about this in a little bit more and, and people were kinda of going back and forth, like, yes, it's a good thing, no, it's a bad thing and, and for the most part people were just kind of like, well, you know, what's the deal? Um and uh, you know, once someone commented that said that, that, you know, as they think it's more about the trustworthiness of Wikipedia's site rather than the true value of its articles. Um and I think it's so why it's so heavily linked and it's so internally linked so nicely, um, that, you know, all these factors contribute to making it, you know, Really high um, you know dmoz, for example, can't you know, really duplicate anything that Wikipedia has. It has a lot of pages and categories, but they're not as updated constantly as this. Um, so uh, you know I, I, it, 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 I'm okay with it, I guess.
2: I want to add cool. one more thing too. Uh, first of all, we haven't mentioned the fact that it is Mardi Gras, so since we're listing the les bon temps rouler, Uh, I'm going to let everyone in on a little secret here, and maybe other people have figured this out as well, but Wikipedia's content is scraped, and it is hosted in other locations. Uh, And one particular site, which is a a very well-known site with a nice domain, and I'm not going to share it, but maybe if you send me an email or an IM, I might share it with you, we found Wikipedia content that was scraped, and then the no follows were not attached to those links. So voila, you suddenly have some, uh, some links that, thanks to Wikipedia's uh, you know, uh, proclivity to possibly get, get scraped, you may end up with some, some more links. Just because it's no follow at Wikipedia doesn't mean that it's not going to end up as being a, a non-link. So that's a little uh, Mardi Gras present for everyone, and hurrah! Uh, let's hope all the revelers are enjoying themselves in New Orleans this evening. <laughs> cool. Thank you, Chris. Um, what if um, the
1: Wikipedia page changed, let's say they have footer navigation or something, and they changed um, a link on the bottom of the footer, the site-wide footer, to, from, I don't know, let's say cars to motorcycles in one day, and they rep- repopulated all their pages. Every single link has been changed from cars to, what was it, my example, motorcycle, whatever it was. Is, would. That's the next topic of our discussion, making siteway changes to your internal anchor, anchor text. Typically, this happens where the question came up at Webmaster World where somebody had a home link and it said home, and they wanted to change the home link to something more keyword-specific you know, about their business. Let's say they were an SEO company. They wanted to change home to SEO company or something like that. And a lot of people caution the, per, uh, the person from doing that because um, making siteway changes like that can Raise a flag in Google and can spark some things out there. Um, I've done it in the past. I didn't really notice anything, but maybe I did it. I didn't do it any time recently. Um, specifically, Search Engine Roundtable um, didn't have a link to you know I put a link that said the Search Engine Roundtable um, and high-rankings, Joe Wayland um, has a roundtable or something, and her page ranked number one, and Search Engine Roundtable ranked number two for Search Engine Roundtable. This was like two, three years ago or something like that. What I did was I changed the link. on the. I added a link on the footer just so it says, you know, the Search Engine Roundtable is sponsored by whatever. I made Search Engine Roundtable a link back to the homepage of the Search Engine Roundtable. That's a common. That's a, that's okay to do because that's what the name of the site is. And that, in a matter of days, um, boosted the site up to number one for over, you know, obviously not a competitive keyword, but I didn't see any negative effect from that, and that was two or three years ago. I have heard in the forums that there are some negative effects to making sideway changes to your internal anchor text. And, you know, Ben, I mean, I'm sure you've seen this up in the forums often, and I'm not sure if you have any practical experiences with this, but what are your thoughts overall?
3: Uh, yeah, I, I do. I, we've tried this out many times in the past, and I know what this has been talked about for years. Um, you know, what if I change home to a know, certain anchor text will, will it do. Um, I'm kind of skeptical on the reports that, like, if you do cite, you know, massive, um, you know, navigation changes on the bottom or whatever, that's going to cause some type of trigger of a penalty or something like that. I honestly don't necessarily agree with that, so to say, because I've seen plenty of cases where stuff like this has changed, and I've seen a lot of clients that do this on a regular basis for their, you know, um, you know chopped together static sites and doesn't seem to been, impact them at all. Uh, whatsoever. Um, if I was to change, um, you know, home to you know a particular keyword, um, you know, maybe back then actually we did try it back then and it did work. Um, and I know I've done it on, on myself. Um, I haven't done it in many years, but um, you know, these days I don't think you need to do that because the factors are a whole lot different.
2: Cool. And
1: Chris, what are your thoughts?
2: Well, uh, I'm going to have to. Uh, you know i guess kind of agree with with what you guys are saying a little bit and and disagree a little bit with Tedster, um, who is you know he's a great knowledge and, and everything like that and what he's seen does not jive with uh... what i've seen Um, you know especially for boosting a particular page for a particular keyword uh... it doesn't necessarily have to be the home page but it could be the oriental rugs page or or something like that um, uh, Again, uh, getting some extra credit from uh, the engineers who I threw out a few of these topics at today. Uh, Brian mentioned that there's a site he used to work with that uh, that has been doing for years, and it helps them pass internal page rank, and and it does boost boost for the word or the term at Google and at other search engines. So um, naturally, that's uh, could be considered um, a little bit gray hat. Some people would even consider it black hat, but. As long as you're not ruining the usability for the people, and in some cases it can really be more valuable. So let's say you are, are, are going through this and, and you have specific uh, uh, footer navigation areas based on the category area of your website. Um, maybe you know, once you're in uh, a particular type of widget area, then you want to change that footer navigation to other uh, nice, relevant, uh, maybe corresponding vid- widgets for which people might like to go to. And to me, uh, you know, in that case, using a more descriptive anchor text is going to help. And this can be a site-wide list if, if, if your widget section has, you know, a thousand pages in each category. So it, it's going to be a ton of, of anchor text link point in that way. Whether Google would devalue it since it's, it's got so much of it is, is one question. But you know that you're at least going to get some value out of it, e- even if it's only boiled down to one link with that anchor text. And, and it does help push that internal um, uh, PR.
1: Cool. Cool, cool. All right, so let's hit a commercial break now. Um, we do have some more SEO topics to hit, but we have to let the sponsors, um, you know, get some of their airtime out there. So let's a commercial break now. We'll, hit, we'll speak to you all soon.
0: Sit tight and don't move. The Pulse. We'll be back after this short break. searching for the tools and tricks to rank your websites even higher. Well, there's no need to go through a back door when you can climb up on the roof. Webmasterradio.fm presents Webmasters on the Roof. Direct from Deutschland. Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. Join the media donus along with his partner in crime Friday night as they put on their black hats to teach you their SEO secrets. Webmasters on the Roof. Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. Only on Webmasterradio.fm. .fm. .fm. Have you heard that content is king? Yeah, what's that mean? I don't even have a clue. Hmm wonder if that's important. Important? Search engine optimized web content is essential. Essential for maximizing page rank. Essential for increasing sales. GetWebContent.com is the internet's foremost provider of custom written search engine optimized copy. GetWebContent.com is easy to access and ultra cost effective. Right now, copy is indeed king. And GetWebContent.com is the king of copy. Check it out today. Marketing payouts lacking green, leaving you seeing red? Get your business in the black with NeverBlueAds.com. Sign up with NeverBlueAds.com today and earn an additional $200 for the first $200 generated. Get ready to flash those pearly whites with unique campaigns, real-time stats, great personal service, and high payouts on time every month from NeverBlueAds.com. Results for advertisers, income for affiliates. Everybody wins with a better marketing experience from NeverBlueAds.com now back to the pulse Pulse. only on
1: webmasterradio.fm
0: here's your host
1: hi and welcome back to the search pulse my name is barry schwartz with me as always is ben pfeiffer and chris fox the next topic in our seo in our seo Batch um, includes uh, meta descriptions. Why should you use them? What are the benefits, etc., etc. There was a thread over at Search Engine Watch Forms asking why are why am I seeing you know the top of my content, you know the top like the navigational elements of my content on my page when I do a search for my domain. Why am I seeing the navigation come up in the search results? So, for example, you do a search on your site and up comes under in the snippet about us contact us, links, sitemap, copyright, etc. Um, it comes up instead of having keyword specific information about what that page is about and typically that happens when you do a site command and and when you don't use unique content in your meta description um, google if you're doing a site command, google doesn't know what content to fetch from the page for you um, typically like if you do a search for something keyword specific, you do a search for ipod Google will look for the keywords on the page that match iPod and throw up snippets from the, around those keywords. So it'll take two, two or three sentences around those keywords and throw the throw that in the description area on the search results. But if you do a site command and you're not doing anything specifically in the search, you're just doing site colon www, Up comes search results uh, listing out all your all your you know URLs or or your domain name or your or your pages that it's found in the Google index index but it actually doesn't show anything keyword-specific because it's not keyword-specific. So then it shows you the top content. And why that happens is in top content typically is your navigational elements. And it doesn't have to be. You can use CSS to position your content in the source code to be higher than the navigational elements. You could also use... And another way to out, combat this is to add unique meta descriptions and just say, you know, you could do that dynamically by saying meta description equals, you know, first, you know, 250, you know, five hundred ca- or 500 characters of... Of your content on that page, and it's very simple to do. Um, might be harder to do on a page-by-page basis that you manually do it, but overall, on a dynamic site, it's very easy to do. Chris, uh, on you know the meta descriptions, what are your thoughts on the whole meta description
2: deal? Well, I, I think you bring up a good uh, idea in terms of when you're dealing with super large sites, and in that you do have to set up a methodology for it to create a description based on the page because. If you're using the same meta description on more than one page, there's going to be a bunch of things that could possibly happen wrong. I mean, uh, and Again, I threw this by the, by the engineers, and that some of their points were, uh, first of all, using a, a unique one is that there's going to be more likely to have that keyword for which that page may rank, and then it will be bolded in, in, in the uh, SERP. Um, different search engines do use it differently, and, and some, some search engines will factor that description into the rankings. It also differentiates a page and a search engine to see that you look, that you know, and, and it also, in, in a way, it, it looks like you're taking the time to do uh, extra work on your site so that, uh, you know, if it's more usable to have that nice page description. And one of the most important things is that Google will sometimes not show the page and the results if they have the same meta. It'll just show up as being a, uh, a duplicate, you know, page is omitted because of similar content kind of deal. So... Uh, I've always preached using unique meta descriptions. I mean, right behind unique titles, page titles. I almost caught myself saying meta titles there. Uh, But, uh, you know, I think that it's a very important part of the page, and it should be a part of of what you're considering every time. Along the lines of taking the first 50 or 500 characters or whatever the page, I think I would go a slightly different route by trying to maybe use the – header of the page within the description or having a stock section and then inserting a particular part of it. But uh, as long as you're making sure that each page has a unique description, you're going to have better overall results and and, uh, performance within the search engines, is is my opinion.
1: Great. Ben, Ben, what do you think about the whole topic?
3: Yeah, I don't think I can add too much to that. You all explained it very well. Um, And all great points. Um, I I agree the description is... Primarily important, especially if you've got a larger site and you're trying to optimize these various pages, and you want the snippets to look good, um, and you want to attract people to your site in a lot of ways. Just when they're surfing through, um, try to make it more interesting. Um, I, besides, you know, headers and stuff. I know we'll, we look a lot at the first paragraph of sites, especially on articles, or you know, even e-commerce sites where they have a little snippet. will be sure to, to accurately place a specific keyword. Um, you know, within a sentence just so that you know, when a snippet comes up, it's going to pull that content, not something else from the bottom. Um, so, yeah, again, uh, descriptions are primarily important, uh, very important, and write um, unique ones for each page. Um, I think the CSS um, particular comment—I don't know—I can't remember if Barry mentioned that or not. But if you use CSS to posi- position your body content higher up in the code, um, that seems to help out a lot too, just in terms of where the snippets are coming from. So if you can get that higher, um, you know, if you're doing a redesign, you know, talk to your designer, say, hey, how can I position the content higher? Um, and that will help out a lot too.
1: Cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, our next topic is how does Google handle the no follow attribute? You know, the real no follow you stick in links that you want don't want Google to give credit towards. Um Adam Lasnick had a Google Groups post where he says basically he says Google will not crawl links at all that have no followed unless they are fa- unless the links are found somewhere else. So if you if I link let's say, you know, on ABC dot com has a link to www.xyz.com dot you know xyz.com but it has no follow attribute and then we have another site, you know, Google dot com which links to um you know xyz dot com but it doesn't have a no follow, it would actually crawl it because only because another site doesn't have a no follow on it. But it will not crawl a link at all from a from a from a link that has the rel equals nofollow attribute to it. Um, ben, what are your thoughts on that?
3: Um, yeah, I, I know I've been kind of fuzzy about the nofollow, too. I think it's been more standardized now, and I haven't seen any cases lately where it's been you know kind of going around the nofollow to find the links. So um, I, I guess I agree with Adam, and I guess I'm glad he said it said it in, in the Google Groups uh, thread. About that, so I yeah I'd, I guess I would agree with it. If if you if you're using no follows, then um, it's probably a bit safer to use them now than it was before.
1: Cool. Um, okay, cool. And Chris, what are your thoughts? Uh,
2: I disagree. I think that Google does crawl those pages. Uh, they're known to ignore all kinds of uh, commands that are essentially put into place for them. But I mean, the proof I, I just mentioned earlier on, uh, you know. If it doesn't crawl, maybe it doesn't crawl the page, but at least indexes the link. Because we just saw in a Google backlink report earlier for a particular site a, a Wikipedia link that had been no followed. So, um, to me, this is and, and this is something that Andy brought up too. But it'd be great if some type of study can be conducted on this in terms of us as search engine marketers maybe getting together in a particular post or, or area and uh, trying to throw some real data and some serious numbers into this to try to find out what kind of in de- uh, content has been indexed you know, uh, in terms of links uh, behind a nofollow, because I think we'll be um, not really totally surprised to find out that Adam may not be uh, being completely either truthful or just uh, maybe he just doesn't even know the power of his own spiders. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, I, I would disagree with, uh, with him.
1: Um so we have some disagreement. That's always good for our our thing. Like that. Here. For the last <laughs> SEO for the last SEO topic, um, that'll probably round up everything and then we'll go into lightning round is Ajax. Um I posted this morning about uh SEO for Ajax. Really, there is no such thing as SEO for Ajax. You just have to create alternative content, alternative methods for Google to search uh to actually access the stuff behind the Ajax. So for example, Ajax is a form of JavaScript. Google, and other search engines cannot really crawl and access JavaScript. So what people do is they make alternative methods for the search engines, the spiders, to actually access what the AJAX form might produce in the end result. So um, I showed some examples of how Amazon handles it. It's not the best in terms of SEO terms, but there are other ways you could actually make good alternatives to it. Um, Chris, what are your thoughts overall on AJAX and stuff like that?
2: Uh, well. Um I wasn't. Uh, I was actually going to pass, and then I saw the Ben pass. Uh, that's
1: <laughs> uh, fine. You know, no, I mean, basically, um,
2: it, this is one of those things where we at Avenue A, I know, are testing with various methods of trying to provide within the search engine guidelines, uh, you know, alternate content, but in a more automated fashion than creating an HTML page. So, uh, and this is something that. Uh, you know, our teams uh, across the company are, are looking into ways to do this because you've got so many clients that love Ajax and, and love Flash and so forth. So, uh, th- you know, it, it does not mix now, but that does not mean that, uh, the glo- you know, the glove will not fit in uh, two years.
1: Right, right, true. I mean, Ajax, i got a question for you. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you,
3: uh, from examples that you've seen, what is the best way to um, get around Ajax?
1: Um, well, just, again, I think the best way is to, to give alternative navigation. Um, for example, we have a diamond site that we work on, and um, that diamond site has Ajax uh, form where you actually could search um, and use Ajax to actually narrow down your results. But on the same page, we have on the bottom text link alternatives to the same exact search features, be it, not, maybe, not all the features, but a lot of the features where a search can click, click on these links and actually get to the same exact landing pages based on those search results. So it's, one, we're giving the user a way to do it, and plus we're giving a search engine a way to do it. And if people don't have JavaScript on, then they have usable alternative navigation. So I think just creating alternative navigation would be fine. Does that help answer your question?
3: Mm-hmm. I think so, yeah.
1: Cool. All right, so now let's go into the uh, lightning round. <laughs>
2: uh-huh. <laughs>
1: Thank you, Chris. Um, all right, let me just pull it up. I'm sorry about that. <sighs> Okay. Oh, thank you. All right. Anyway, so here's lightning round. Let's, let's quickly go through all this stuff. All right. Google Checkout button. They made them huge. They take over a ton of uh, real estate on the ad pages. Um, and if you do a search on examples like um, computers or tuxedos or something like that, you'll see the Google Checkout button. It's colorful. It's big. I hate it. A lot of other people hate it. Yahoo search update is now rolling back. There was some post over at Webmaster World saying Yahoo search update that happened, you know, ex- weeks ago is now seems to be rolling back. A lot of people say it's not rolling back, it's just maybe a new update. Again, it's one of those things that no official confirmation has been done by Google. Uh by Yahoo. Uh Google has uh let's see. Google has added a feature where they enable pausing of AdWords, ads, keywords, and sites. So you can actually pause keywords and specific ads. Without having to pause, you know the campaigns themselves. There's a pretty nice neat, neat feature, and everybody loves it. Site targeted Google campaigns uh, will now uh, is now being tested, where you can actually you could actually run site targeted Google campaigns on a CPC model and not just a impression model, which is nice, and people are testing it out now. Um, Yahoo has actually launched suggestion boards, which has been around for a while. It's really like a dig, like a dig. Um, like a dig suggestion, it's like a dig suggestion board, but it's not really exactly so. Some dig users are upset, but overall, it's really nothing like dig in my opinion. Google has opened up their Webmaster Central blog to commenting, so go ahead and take advantage of that. Uh, Google went after Google, Gmail.pl, um, a group of Polish poets. Um, they're suing for the name G, Gmail.pl. Google advertisers were charged for campaigns that were actually paused, which is kind of ridiculous. And it's getting actually big news. A lot of people are getting refunded a lot of money from these campaigns that were. Supposedly paused, but actually getting charged. And there's a Google. and actually was a technical issue with Google. Um, Google allows AdSense publishers to actually click on their video ads. Just click on the play button. You can't click on the ads themselves. You can click on the play button. So go ahead and do that. Google AdSense um, geo targeting seems to have been broken, but I think it's back now. Um, Google AdWords professional seal, professional verification seal, is now correctly working. It's been a bug for several weeks, and now it's working again. The, yeah I looked I explored the Yahoo directory and how Yahoo ranks by popularity again um, Google the, there was a possible Google Valentine's Day update, but that was rejected so there was no such update that happened and Google has given out the identity of some YouTube fox user of uh, Google gives the identity of YouTube users to Fox so Fox subpoenaed them. Google had to give over the user, the user information of those youtubers that really covers um, all the topics that were of much interest over the past week. It wraps up the 20th edition
2: of the Search Pulse. Chris, do you want to say anything at the end? Oh, yeah. I just wanted to wish everyone a very happy Mardi Gras and a very solemn Lent. (laughs) Thank
1: you, Chris. And um, I wanted to thank Chris and Ben for helping out on this, as always. And, again, if you have any comments or anything, just let me know. This was Tuesday, February 20th. That was our 20th edition. Everyone have a good night, and we'll see you next week. Good night.